The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Marion McCone is joining us in the United States. We're trying to contact Cal Thomas at present. Actually, we have Cal. But before we hear from either of them, we're going to play a little bit of music. And there's a reason for this. This is a country artist by the name of Jason Aldean. And here's his song. Listen to the lyrics. Try that in a small tone. Carjacking old lady at a red light Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You think it's cool, act a fool if you like Cuss out a cop, spit in his face Scope on the flag and light it up Yeah, you think it's tough Well, try that in a small town See how far you make it down Okay, Marion McCone, I know you've spent many, much of your time in Nashville. You love the country music scene. Who is this guy, Jason Aldean, and what's that vigilante song all about? Uh, well, okay, Jason Aldean is one of these sort of low-ranking redneck country singers. And I say that, you know, I mean... In the most dismissive way possible. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there, there's a sort of a, a big division in country music. So you've got Austin country, which is very authentic. And then you've got this Nashville manufactured nonsense that he, as I say, he's somebody, he's never going to be Johnny Cash. He's never going to be Merle Haggard. So he's he's a bit like the Toby Keats and, you know, these guys that they parlay, they're, they're, they make their music and they make their their profits on the back of these kind of stupid pointed songs where it's all about oh the big city's so bad and we're all great and happy down here and the problem is not the song which as you heard is rubbish you know i mean Sorry, hold on, Marian, Marian, the messages are flooding in already straight to number one in the charts super song with a great message says one listener another one says my favorite song at the moment playing it everywhere i go says maggie in wexford which he calls <laughs> a small town <laughs> Well, you know what? I mean, there, there, look, people from, there, there's been this all around the world, Matt, this thing where big cities are just cesspools of evil and small towns are, you know, these sanitized, happy, perfect little places where everybody knows their neighbours, etc., etc. And it's all, you know what? It's all a bit of exaggeration on both sides. But anyway, um, the point about this is not really the song, which as we just heard, it's the video that accompanies it. Now, this song, the lyrics are provocative, sure. And they're kind of saying, you know, come here and we'll beat the crap out of you because we've all got guns is, is the message of the gun of the, the song but um, the the uh, video which has been pulled by country music television uh, shows protesters facing off against the police now it's Black Lives Matter protests and the video is really selectively made to make it look like Black Lives Matter protests and I was at 
dozens of them around the countries where these anarchic, violent, crazy things with all these violent people and, and it just was not the case. And they also show a Tennessee courthouse which is best known for the 1927 lynching of a black man. So all these messages, you know, it's like talk about a dog whistle. I mean, this is loud and clear. It's it's a completely racist undercurrent here. And okay. it's just happening more and more in America. And at the moment, as we speak, Matt, Joe Biden is in the White House holding a ceremony for Emmett Till, the 14-year-old child who was tortured and mutilated and beaten to death um, back in the 1950s. And he effectively, his murder was one of the, the triggers for the civil rights movement. And, you know, see, America is just becoming more and more divided. And these kind of songs and their undercurrent of violence is, is just they're disgusting. Are you singing this song? No, but I think of, I'm thinking of hiring him to burn my new book in public for the publicity. I think it's the only way to go. <laughs> Look, I, I say this is a, this is an expression of the frustration of a lot of people who who watch and believe uh, on the news that their values, their faith, their uh, their history of this country that they were taught the uh, military that their parents or grandparents fought in to preserve the values of America are all under attack. I'm not excusing it. I'm just explaining it. And the fact that uh, there's been a 999% rise in streams uh, amid the controversy, I think, uh, tells you. Now, my favorite kind of country music, you know the old joke about what happens when you play a country song backwards? Your wife comes back, your pickup truck comes back, and your dog comes back. Now, I like those kinds of songs. They're much better. But actually, I'm, I agree. Most, I'm also interested in this guy, though, Jason Aldean, and his support for guns, because wasn't he present at the scene of one of the worst shootings of recent years, mass murder in Las Vegas, Marion. Yeah, and you know, Matt, I was in Las Vegas to cover that, the aftermath of that shooting. I was there within an hour of it happening, in fact. And Just remind us, how many people died in that and the circumstances of it? You know, this um, was there was a a country music concert happening in an outdoor space in Las Vegas, and a um, a man who the the shooter um, basically fired from about the thirty first floor of the MGM Hotel, I believe it was, and he literally it was like shooting fish in a barrel. And pardon me if that sounds crude. He killed, he shot dead sixty people, wounded really terribly wounded in in many cases, hundreds of others, and the panic that came. When I was there, the blood was still all over the ground. And this guy was there. He wasn't injured. He was playing at this concert. But, you know, he certainly would have been aware of the carnage. And yet the lyrics of his song are all about, including this government conspiracy. They're going to come and try and take away my the gun my granddaddy gave me. You know, and, and really... He, he, Look, he just, he really should just know better. And, you know, he's got, a, he's had a couple of the, the, the usual sort of country singers who thrive on this kind of division come out in support of him, but most of them are just either staying right. silent or distancing themselves. Okay, let's move on to other things. Cal, Ron DeSantis, is it over for him as a potential Republican candidate for the presidency? Well, it's never over till it's over, as I think the uh, famed New York Yankees catcher Yogi Berra said. 
But uh, remember, in uh, 2016, Jeb Bush, the former governor of uh, Florida, was uh, in a fairly comfortable lead over his Republican rivals, and uh, Donald Trump was at 4%. So anything can happen. The first Republican debate is not until August 23rd. Uh, You have the uh, Trump trial now, one of them anyway, scheduled for the 20th of May. Uh, Anything can happen. But I, I don't see Ron DeSantis connecting with people. One of the things a presidential candidate must do is connect with people. And I think he's taken this woke agenda uh, too far. People want a positive agenda. They they know what they know what they like and don't like and don't need you to tell them. They want to hear about the economy. What are you going to do in foreign policy? How are you going to confront the Chinese and what they're doing and stealing our secrets? Uh, what are you going to do about the border? Now, he occasionally talks about this, but he still majors on these other things that are really, uh, you know, they may they may drive emotions, but they really don't drive policy, in my view. Give us your definition of a woke agenda, will you please, Carl? <laughs> well, I think it, it comes from what I call a secular progressive worldview. Uh, it means that anything that, that these folks of that persuasion believe in uh, is is right and true and ought to be taught, whether it is uh, critical race theory, America is a bad country, it has the stain of slavery that can, it can never expunge, no matter how much money has been spent on anti-poverty programs, uh, drag queens, uh, story time and libraries and schools, and the list goes on and on. I don't know where the word woke came from, but that's my definition of well, it. Well, I'll give you a definition, as in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary as well. Woke refers to being alert to racial are gendered prejudice in society, which I would suspect, Cal, you're awake to racial or gendered prejudice in society. You're alert to it. So you're woke. This has been politicized. <laughs> well, sorry, are, are you not, are you not alert definition. to racial or gendered prejudice in society? Surely you are. No, listen, of course I am. I was born in Washington, D.C. during a time when uh, segregation was still uh, the rule. Uh, separate restrooms, separate water fountains, uh, separate uh, counters uh, for uh, certain restaurants. Uh, so I don't and you're this. part of the generation that rejected that. Well, of course I've rejected racism. I think so you're is, woke. is one of the... Uh, well, I don't agree with that definition. Look, if Joe Biden can decide what laws he's going to obey and what he's going to ignore, I can uh, certainly disagree with the definition. By the way, uh, these definitions change from time to time, uh, and this is a brand new definition. But if you can look up other words from an Oxford Dictionary 20 or 30 years ago, you'll find the definitions are different than they are today. Yeah, I think Woke only arrived in the dictionaries in 2017, as it happened, as a result of the Black Lives <laughs> Matters. But as, then another mm. thing that's come up in the recent days, Mar- Marion, I'll go back to you in this, the number of Americans who say that political violence is justified. Yeah, you know, and again, this number is increasing. But I think Cal is incredibly woke. And I think, Cal, you're becoming woker by the day. And I mean that as a compliment in the most sincere manner. Because when did woke become an insult? Like to be, you know, I mean, this nonsense that Ron DeSantis is perpetuating about the woke mind virus. What is that? He doesn't even know. But anyway, back to this. And, you know, this is all part of, I think, there, there is an increasing feeling in America. Now, this has been, um, I think, 
coming for, for quite a while, that, you know, it would be okay to resort to violence in certain instances. This is overwhelmingly on the side of the pro-Trump people who continue to believe that the 2020 election was stolen, about two-thirds of them, and that the prosecution of Trump, the you know, the criminal prosecution, the likely um, for the classified documents and the likely prosecutions, indictments um, in Georgia and Washington, D.C. for the the January 6th violence are just deliberately intended to, to stop him from winning the election in 2024. Um, and, you know, that is worrying. It's, it's about, look, it translates to about 18, 20 million people. But I was at the NRA convention this year in Indianapolis and there were elected rep- representatives there who were talking, politicians who were saying, you know, there are three million of us and we've all got guns. And, you know, so it's not just that the numbers are increasing. The number of people in elected positions uh, who seem to think it's okay. Carrie, Carrie Lake is another one who has, has made these implicit threats that it's okay to say we've got guns and we're going to use them to get our way if we have to. You know, they say we hope it won't come to this. But this is filtering down to ordinary people to say, well, you know, they're telling us it's okay. They're telling us... Well, well let me we go to Cal on that. Because, Cal, I can't yeah, imagine for a yeah. million years that you would ever agree with political violence. Yet another example that you're actually with us and being woke... <laughs> I just woke up, Matt. Uh, look, I think this this university. Thank you. This University of Chicago professor who led the research on this uh, also said you're getting growing anger and radicalization on the left as well as the right. I'm totally opposed to violence uh, for political ends. It makes absolutely no sense. I would rather, as the late William F. Buckley Jr. said, win the argument. That's much more profound, and uh, it has a, a, a longer-lasting effect. Uh, I think violence is not justified under any conditions when it comes to politics. I think the media drive a lot of this, frankly, as one who's been in the media for a long time. Uh, they have the most outrageous guests sometimes on, uh, rather than people who actually are interested in solving a problem and can speak civilly to one another. This whole idea of uh, civil dis- discourse has seemed to evaporated in the United States. We're all now each other's enemies. Uh, Lincoln uh, warned against that. He said, you know, at the end of the Civil War in his second inaugural address, we're not enemies, we're friends. Uh, We don't hear that kind of talk from politicians anymore. Carl Thomas, Marion McKeown, thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.